This podcast is sponsored by Dan's Hunting Gear. Located here locally in the hills of Sugar Creek, Ohio, right off of Route 93. Dan's is our go-to for all hunting needs, anything from clothing, game calls, trapping equipment, even the newest technology for our dogs. If you're going off the beaten path, you have to get to Dan's and get some of their briarproof gear. All of Dan's products are handmade by 40 local Amish seamstresses. Every piece is produced entirely by the same person, which allows for top-notch and quality. We at Triple Tier are always decked out in Dan's briarproof hunting gear. It is a must-have for all upland, waterfowl, and big game hunting. Dan's gear is perfectly suited for even the worst conditions. Dan's hunting gear always holds true. So, stop into Dan's hunting gear at Sugar Creek or go to danshuntinggear.com to find a dealer near you. Tell them we sent you. Hi guys, hey, welcome back to Triple T Outdoors Podcast. I'm your host, Tyler. I'm Tyson. I'm Tucker. And today we're joined by a, a pair of guests here. This is the first time we've ever had two guests at the same time, so they got to share a mic. Um, but I was told to introduce them as a pair, not not Mark, not Charlie. It's Mark and Charlie. That's hey guys, welcome. Thanks for having Thank us. Pleasure to be here, guys. Um, so we'll just recap real briefly um, of what we had going on the last couple weeks and uh and we'll jump right into it. Mark and Charlie are here because they have some uh, amazing stories they want to share with us. And uh, we want to hear them and we want to share them with you guys. So um, that is why they are here. And we're going to get right into it right after this recap. Have you done anything this weekend, Tyson? Uh, no. Happy birthday. Oh, yeah. Thank yeah, you. Happy birthday. <laughs> I guess we did have a birthday party for yeah. yesterday. I had cake and ice cream. <laughs> but uh, How old are you now? 31. 31. Mm. You know, start uh, collecting SSI or like, your Social Security. You get yeah, pretty old, yeah. you get a walker. <laughs> pretty soon. I was just telling me, he said, I look good. Uh, Mark said, I look good for being 31. I said, I still get carded, so. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't got carded since I was 16. <laughs> they think I'm his older brother. There's a seven years difference here. So that tells me what I look like. <laughs> um, what about you, Tucker? What have you been up to? Um, Not much. We had some UFC fights. Um, Those are some good fights. Some good fights. That... Uh, I, I almost put money on the John Jones fight for a submission and because uh, I knew Sirogan was just going to run in and, and try to beat him up, and yeah. it, I didn't put money on it. He I made him look like a little kid. He just put him down. It was good. Uh, hometown hero got the win. Cody Nolove. Cody Nolove, yep. I didn't then not think he was going to pull that one off. It was not a real exciting fight, but a dub's a dub, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. And you name his decision. You can't really argue with that one. Yep, yep. What about you? Me, uh, this week this has been crazy. Um, I've been full of emotions, but um, we got approved to buy our own ha- our, our own house. It'd be a first time. Um, Congrats! Um, yeah, so congratulations. We found a place. Uh, we put an offer in. They come back. We want this, and we met in the middle. And looks like I'm gonna be buying a house, boys. Awesome! Pretty exciting. I'm pretty nervous about it. Um, don't really know what to expect. Um, Any land with it or anything like that? No, it's 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 a pretty big yard, but other than that, no, not turn your kids loose in there and yeah, and the dog <laughs> cool. fence fenced in yard, so it's pretty nice, and just let them go do whatever they want to do. I don't worry about the neighbors getting them. Um, yeah, so that's uh, that's been my week. It's been full of it. Um, Mark, Charlie, um, what have you guys been doing today? I hear some some pheasant hunt or something like that. Missing shots. Yeah. Missing shots. Yeah. <laughs> it Charlie. Was, it was terrible. Uh, the first the first section of the hunt, I did really well. 
And then the second section, I missed three in a row. It was, nah, we it was had some a, of the worst hunting in years. We had a nice hunt. We had a nice hunt with Tyson and uh, brought our dog out. What's and, your dog's uh, name? That's Tippy. Tippy. Yeah, Tippy's our just turned five years old. We picked that's her up. That's a unique name for a dog. <clears throat> yeah, we didn't name her. We picked her up at two and a half years of age uh, from a breeder, and black she's black. traveled everywhere with us. Thus, you know, since then, yeah, black, it's a black Br- lab Brit- British lab. British lab. Yeah, it's kind of unique. She's all papered and things like that. Not that we get into that, but um, yeah, we got her two and a half years ago, and she's been out of the preserve a couple times. Yeah, uh, I was going to ask how often she hunt. Well, we um, pretty pretty heavily. <laughs> She'll probably end up doing four to five preserve hunts a year, but then the wild hunting, uh, we'll go out as much as we can after waterfowl. Uh, we've taken her out to North Dakota. We've taken her to Iowa. Oh, she's, she's no stranger to the rain, man. <laughs> she's hunted quail down in North Carolina. Um, I'm missing a bunch. But, yeah, anywhere we go, uh, we try to, like, uh, pack her up, jam everything we can in the Jeep, and it's uh, <laughs> not a big enough yeah, vehicle. I see you guys pull up. <laughs> up. The back hatch was open. I'm like, they got dog in there. Oh, yeah. Yeah, oh, she's, yeah. She's, she's relaxing. It was a hot one today. But, yeah, no, it was a fun hunt, fun hunt. We did, uh, did pretty well. I see even uh, during the off season, during the summertime, I see you on your uh, Instagram page all the time. You're working, working with Tippy and throwing the – dummy in the water and everything else high energy dog yeah oh yeah in the summertime we uh we usually go out and we shoot pigeons to keep her in shape and then uh we do a lot of training with her too i see well I just heard about pigeon hunting the other day <laughs> <laughs> i've been looking it up so charlie charlie says that as if like we're pros at that and regulars we've been talking for well i got charlie into hunting at uh, uh 10 nine. years of age yeah 10 we got into i'm 15 right now we got into shooting at nine and then hunting at 10 right but uh i'll come full circle on the on the pigeons but yeah as as for the evolution we did not come from a hunting family at all um i am envious of people who say oh yeah grandpa took me out and dad took me out and things like that we grew up you know in the city in the suburbs of cleveland and you know my dad would take me bluegill fishing and stuff like that and he had handguns, so we'd go to the range and shoot where the Lake County Sheriff and deputies would shoot. And that was cool as a kid. Yeah. But that was the extent of, like, outdoors uh, until, oh, I was invited on a <clears throat> business event out to a gun club in, um, uh, out by uh, um, Avon, uh, Ohio. Yeah, Beaver Creek um, Sporting Club, it's called pretty swanky place uh, a place that has like little cubby holes where the members put their boots and it's, it's like a like a golf course for shooting wow. <laughs> and then they have little cottages out there and it would have flat screen tvs and kitchens and all that kind of stuff but anyway one guy who was in my business sphere if you will uh, invited about 15 of us out and he just proceeded to whip out like his dad's and his brownings and just set us all up and we ended up doing a whole day of sporting clays and trap um it was fun and after i was introduced to that i'm like hey we got to do this got hooked oh big time (laughs) big time but still not you know not hunting just this is cool the shooting sports are neat so i took you out when you were nine yeah you took you took us out when i was nine and we went to Urbandale, which is now known as C4. 
And the owner there at the time, Candace, she took us and hit us behind the, the skeet house. That way we wouldn't be embarrassed because the rest of the trap fields are just in the open for everyone to see. And I got none my entire first time out there. And then dad got three the first time. Big time. <laughs> you got to start somewhere. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you got to start somewhere. Well, to our defense, we had a Harrington and Richardson single shot oh. <laughs> shotgun. And this thing, thing was kicked like kicking crazy. like a mule. I mean, actually, learning to fire it was one. Yeah, because it doesn't have a safety or anything. It's just like a hammer that you pull back. Yeah, and, right. Yeah. It's old, it's old school right there. Yeah. Oh, it was fun. Yeah, So, but we... We did that uh, at Urbandale for, I mean, Charlie was as hooked as I was. And so we ended up going there like weekly and all of a sudden we're not hiding behind the trap field, behind the skeet wall where we're on the trap field. Next thing we're doing sporting clays. He's getting 24 out of 25 at trap and I'm still, you know, meandering in the mid teens. <laughs> and so but everything kind of flipped, but we loved it. It was great. And um, we did that for years until uh, it was Christmas when you were maybe 12. Yeah, Christmas when I was 12. And my, no, no, Thanksgiving. Yeah, yeah, Thanksgiving. And my brother-in-law lives in Grand Rapids, Michigan, and kind of bounced back and forth for holidays and stuff like that. Um, So we went and visited him and he's like, hey. I went out on a corporate event at this preserve <laughs> and he said it's, it was Pine Hill Sportsman's Club. It's no longer around. Uh, I think they just do breeding and dog training now. Fantastic place. I mean, thousands of acres, well manicured, nice cuts to walk through. We're talking pheasant? Pheasant, uh, pheasant preserve. Yeah. Just pheasant. Just pheasant. Okay. And uh, so we showed up and proceeded just to lights out. It was great. We were knocking down pheasants, and that was the first time we did a preserve. So then we're like going, okay, shooting sports is cool. <laughs> Love these preserves. And so for us, for a while, it was, it was all preserves. We had not met you guys yet. We had uh, we were introduced to, I don't know, how would you describe uh, Hoskins Creek? They're not around anymore anyway. Yeah, it was a small-time preserve, like... I don't know how I'd explain it. Sole proprietor. Uh, she'd been, her name was Abby Beard. She was out in Hearts Grove, Ohio. She uh, had this handshake agreement uh, with an old time farmer and she would plant birds and she'd just take guys out like three birds, six birds, however many birds. It just it was pretty laid back. She'd been guiding for like 25 years. But anyway, the gun club told us, hey, it's close to your house. You should check it out. So we'd go out there um, and just kind of continue to hone our craft, if you will, on the on the preserve side. Uh, unfortunately, the guy who owned the farm passed away. Uh-oh. Handshake agreement. That's how things change. <laughs> Next yeah, right. thing you know, the kids are like, wait a second. We can lease this out to farmers. You shouldn't be traipsing all over this. And yeah. sadly, uh, she closed up shop, moved to Idaho, <laughs> and I think was guiding out there. Oh, well, I cool. feel like I've heard people talk about her. I probably heard this. I I think I've heard this story from you before. Yeah, yep. yeah. She's I, she's I, kind I, of a legend over in the. Uh, I guess it would be you know the east northeastern side of the state, and know. a lot of Pennsylvania too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Guys came in from Pennsylvania and things like that. That that was fun. We 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 really enjoyed that. Um, but I like how you. It's almost you. If you think of a preserve, it's almost a bridge from 
sporting clays to actual hunting. And I like the way you, you explain that. It's like, it's a, what's a, your step in, in your evolution. I like that. That's how, that's how it went. And then. So whenever you yeah. went to your first preserve, would, that would be your first animal that you've ever, ever shot or ever. Yeah. That one in that one over Thanksgiving when Charlie was a young man, he got first bird. I got second bird. Brother-in-law ended up getting third, and then from there it was just like it was great. That's and awesome. but that was it, and it was a great feeling. We hadn't even seen a pheasant up yeah, to that point, never. So <laughs> and we had, we had a great guide. He had a uh, German short hair by the name of Hank, I believe. Yes, and our and, guide was Pat. Yeah, he was a good guy, big guy. And <laughs> Hank, Hank put that bird up. Charlie took it down. And then he brought it over, and it was just an education to show him, you know, the tail feathers and the beautiful color. And oh, it was fantastic. It was fantastic. It's what's funny, though, we show up with this single shot shotgun <laughs> that my brother in law, his cousin, actually loaned to Charlie. He's like, oh, I love young guys who are getting involved. So we sent him a shotgun. We show up, and the owner's like, hey, no, no, no. <laughs> First hunt for this kid. He's and he's got he's got the hammer yeah, back. Yeah, he's right. like, nah, that That's ain't that scary. ain't working. Yeah. So after all this practice he had on this gun, they gave me a uh, Remington Wingmaster. Yep, youth youth Remington Wingmaster. And first bird went up, first shot, bird went down. It was great. Yeah, it was so, the first time ever handling a pump too. So yeah, I was going to say so you got your experience. You got your whole education on how to actually operate that thing. And so I mean, again, you know, I didn't pick up a shotgun. Up until like five, six, six years ago. Yeah. Wow. I didn't know that. I didn't know that part. No. So we we're so new to it, and now we have a nice collection of shotguns. But, <laughs> but <laughs> that's another thing. Is buying, yeah. buying guns. Yeah. My, my, my mom doesn't care, right? Yeah. She supports us. <laughs> but so speaking to to the evolution, uh, we after doing these preserves, my brother-in-law then again said, "Hey, look, we're going up to I'm going up to Wisconsin, the North Woods." with my cousin his cousin lives in iowa and he's been a hunter his whole life um and you know they got wild pheasants and everything around there it's really cool so they uh, invited me up charlie was too young we thought about it but you're logging about 11 to 14 miles a day through the thickest cover you can imagine you know yeah. and it's if you don't fall down a couple times throughout the day then it's probably that wasn't a good hunt you know it's like you got to get in there yeah and we were shooting grouse and woodcock, and uh, I came back from that, and it was everything. I said to Charlie, I said, look, I said, you're probably a year away, and then we're, we're into this, because bird camp is so much fun, telling stories afterwards, you know, potluck dinner, people bringing wild game from wherever they shot it from and eating that that night, and just the challenge, really, of trying to get your your gun up in order to hit these fast flying things and stuff like that. So, so that's how, that's how kind of I evolved into the hunting world. And then, as I said, I'm like, I have to get Charlie into this. What, what, what's the, what, what's the first thing we should do? What should we try? Um, and we ended up doing doves. Yeah. We contacted, <clears throat> well, my dad contacted Darcy Egan, the writer for cleveland.com. Mm -hmm. and he told him that we should go out with a guide by the name of uh, Chris Grant and do dove hunting because dove hunting on public is, it, it can be a mess at times. There's a group in uh, Medina called Flyway Outdoors, and they um, have thousands of acres kind of under handshake agreement or leased, and they're for different things. Like some fields are better for 
uh, depending on what the farmer's doing there. Some might be good for doves. Some might be, you know, turkey woods or, or sorry, turkey or deer, whatever. But so we went out there and then you were bitten by the wild hunt. Yeah, it was great. We went out there with uh, two over-unders and it was the first dove hunt I've ever been on. <laughs> Didn't know what they look like. We were, I saw things flying o- over us and we were like, should we have shot at those? And they were like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so once we got the hang of it and like IDing birds, we, uh, we started to figure it out. And then I think we got 25 on that hunt. It was a great hunt. Oh, wow, that is we, a good dove hunt. I yeah. mean, because dove hunts can be real hit or miss. Yeah, so, oh, depending and, on the weather. And like, we yeah, did, right. I mean, if you think about it, and you guys are way more experienced than we are, but if you could put yourself back in like the time machine, you know, we're walking out, it's pitch black, right? And you're like, okay, I got up real early. I'm meeting in some foreign location. Don't know what's going on. I'm like, okay, there's, there's cows over here. There's silos over here, you know, and like it, you're fumbling your way through. Meeting the guys for the first time, you know, because we were hunting with like two or three other guys. Yeah, we were. And, uh, you know, we're like, okay, we got a bucket. Uh, <laughs> we have, you know, it's our shells in the bucket. We got our guns. And like, what do we do? He goes, just go, go sit by the tree line down there. And I'm like, all right. <laughs> Long story short, you know, we all lined up, you know. Loved it. Sun coming up, you know. You hear nature. It's, it's just great. And mm-hmm. next thing you know, I figured out, you know, where you wanted to be in that line in order to swing through and get that bird. <laughs> you know, I was the last guy. So, uh, I was the, the, uh, if there was one that was escaping, I was supposed to be the, uh, the safety valve. I didn't, <laughs> I didn't do too well, <laughs> but that, they were fun. That was fun. So we, so dove really is something that we've kind of taken to and, and loved, but we realized after, and we'd hooked up with you guys at, at, uh, at bullseye at the time. So we started coming to bullseye. Um, and I think we've been out maybe one other place out east in Orwell, but the point is we, we, um, we realized we've been hunting with other people who have dogs, right? Whether it's on the preserve or whether it's, um, pointing dogs through, you know, our relatives and and friends and things like that. So that's when we realized we needed, you know, to to get a hunting dog in order for ourselves to, you know, kind of enjoy yeah. this new pastime that we that we found. So enter the picture, you know, Tippy, um, who's who's been great to deal with. We 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 laugh about her a lot. Yeah, I, d- I just was talking to you about it today during our hunt. That I said it's so much more fun when you have your own dog, and then it versus hunting with someone else's dog. It's you just a whole different experience. Work because it's them. it's like the dog's hunting with you. And it's not like the dog's hunting for you. That's how people outside of it look at it. But the dog, you're hunting with the dog. The dog's just as much hunting as you are. So yeah, watching yeah. all that is just, it, it gives me chill bumps thinking about it. You know, We, we love it. We love it. And um, <clears throat> it's it's kind of interesting that, so Tucker, you were saying, you know, you've seen on Charlie's Instagram, you know, training and stuff like that. We do. So we, we picked up this dog from uh, Ridgeview Labradors and it was trained by... Um, really sharp trainer by the name of Molly Boland, who I think you guys might know, yeah. down at Free Spirit Gun Dogs. And in essence, she trained us to train the dog, if you will. If you think about it, you're yeah. training the humans. Right. And so ever since then, we took it seriously. And we go out five, sometimes every day a week, but at least five times a week, we'll be up running like pattern blinds with the dog. Uh, we'll be doing marks. Um, you know, just making sure she's fresh and, you know, that if you blow that whistle once that she sits, looks at you and things like that, you know, there's no, 
no substitute for hunting on birds, whether it's preserve or wild. But at least we kind of stay, keep in touch and keep her in tune and stuff like that. So we enjoy that. Although my bird boy doesn't help me much anymore. Yeah. <laughs> Homework. <laughs> There's the excuses. Yeah, exactly. But so she's been good. She's been traveling with us and coming full circle about the pigeons, which is funny. We um, would always talk about, we need to get permission. You know, you always hear about it on all these hunting shows and podcasts. They're like, just knock on the door. People are friendly. You know, you'll get permission. Worst they can say is no. Exactly. So anything I, that's always what I say. Exactly. And so we're like, we got to do this. We got to do this. We got to do this. And we're always talking about it in the car with my wife in the car. And she's listening to us hemming and hawing. She's like, why don't you just go? It looks like somebody's there. We're like, eh, we'll try it another day. Whatever. We just we didn't have the courage, right? So we were coming back from dinner last sun, uh, last summer, yeah. Um, and we're driving by uh, an old dairy farm, not in the greatest shape. It's it was tired looking, but they had two silos. And Charlie, uh, we saw like five or six pigeons circling them, and we were like, "We got to ask permission on that someday." And then my mom was like. Guys, get out of the car. No ask permission. <laughs> and we're like, and we still didn't. We drove by, and then and we we actually did a, we did a U turn. We said, "All right, let's go for it." So we ended up going up to this farmer's it's old old white house. Uh, probably needed a coat of paint, you know. But cute little cute little farmhouse and screen door, and it was dark. So okay, we're looking in, but you couldn't see anything, right? And my fist is about to hit the door, and before it even makes contact, hey, why don't you come on in? <laughs> and I'm like, okay. <laughs> we all, Charlie, after you. So we went in. We had a great time. We, we, we did not get out of there for probably 45 minutes. We talked to this fella. It was great. Learned his family history. Talked all about uh, how he was a dairy farmer, the largest one producing for... Um, Lawson's, if you remember that chain back in the day, you guys are young, but it was an, like an old convenience store that was everywhere, uh, like convenient food mart kind of thing. Gotcha. And um, he was the biggest producer, provider of milk for those guys. And he had a buddy in there with him, and they were just finishing up their dinner. So they're like, come on, sit down. What could you do? You want to shoot our pigeons? They go, we had a guy who wanted to do that years ago. I don't care. They go, it'd be great. You know, we'll show you around. Then they're pulling out their shotguns and showing us shotguns, and we're, you know, well, it was great. It was great. So that's what we do kind of to to warm up for the year, Uh, keep the dog sharp, marking the the birds that fall, going after them. So before dove season, obviously, all summer we can go out there, and that's what we do. No seasons, no bag limits. Love it. Love it. Yeah, and it's – you can have an extended tube and just yeah. unload. Yeah, the only, the, the, yeah, the only, uh, the only, the only thing is number one. We got to make sure that we keep the uh, keep the gate closed. Otherwise, uh, the otherwise they'll get out. Yeah. And, big thing on farms. And, and, if, and if they're by if they're by the stables, uh, no shooting, obviously, because they'll spook them or whatever. Yeah, right. So Charlie has become kind of the cow whisperer. Yeah. <laughs> we took uh, my uncle out there, and apparently he had a bad experience with cows in Iowa, and now he's fearful of them because one chased him. <laughs> so I, I had to coax him out there to get him to like wrangle the cows to the other side of the farm with him. 
with me, and it was it was an experience. But they're, they're big. They're big they animals. Though. They can be stubborn. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> they're big animals. Uh, this is a little sidetrack. I made a. I was working on a dairy farm in high school, uh, and, and just outside Sugar Creek, and I made a costly mistake. Um, I was getting out of the barnyard. It was a a bull was being a bean bull, and uh, I hopped the fence out of the, the barnyard right into what was flat, but I went neck deep. And what was not the ground? Oh, oh no! And and my and the truck that was new to me, but I had to drive home covered. Oh my! And cow crap all the way home. It just a little sidetrack. <laughs> Jumping fences at a dairy farm probably not the best <laughs> idea. Well, it, uh, Tippy enjoys rolling that too. <laughs> uh, we were like we were out in the field when we were canvassing that place the first time, and I'm like, where the heck is the dog? What's going on? And we find her, and she's just rolling. I'm like, oh, no. It was, <laughs> You're not coming back it was not a good cleanup. Uh, it was on the e-collar and everything. And we just, yeah. So did you kill any pigeons? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's kind of interesting, too, because um, our strategy is, you know, we'll go in there, maybe move the cows out of the way, or maybe they already are out far enough. <clears throat> and then Charlie will set up, sit down on a bucket, put the dog and sit next to him. Kind of like a waterfall hunt, so just sitting there, and then I'll go into the into the silo and just start uh, hitting it with a stick or throwing a rock in there or whatever. Uh, and next thing you know, you get that flush. And I was like five or seven of them come out and crazy color whites and oh yeah purple and all all, all sorts of stuff coming out of there. Then like fifteen minutes later, they're all they're all circle back and like come back. Then you can. Have a crack at them again. Yeah, and so then we'll we'll alternate. Charlie will go inside the uh, inside the silo, and then I'll I'll take a shot at it and stuff like that. So it's fun. I mean, it's 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 good. You ever killed any banded pigeons? No, 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 no banded. banded pigeons. Oh yeah, I did not know That's they did thing. that. Well, it's, it's it's usually like racing pigeons and and fancy oh, okay. pigeons that didn't come back. They get away from people. I forgot you guys raise pigeons. <laughs> you guys know about them. <laughs> My bad. I didn't know that. So why do they band them? Well, like people that breed pigeons will band them. Uh, people that race pigeons will band them. It's just to keep the track of their age and Interesting. You know, what birds what. They have numbers on them and stuff. Yeah. Tell it, you what, what, uh, what uh, club they fly out of also. The racing pigeons that have this. What, what, it'll tell you what club that came from and what year it was banded and stuff like mm. that. That's what I love about the hunting cool. arena. Like, like, we just learned that. I didn't know that. It's, <laughs> It's amazing what we learned over the years. You I learn something new every time we do an episode. <laughs> it's I'm crazy. Baffled. I'm baffled every time. <laughs> it's crazy. Anyway, so we uh, our our hunting is really kind of taken off. Where like our typical year, you know, besides the practice of the of the pigeons, we'll roll right into doves. We'll try to do doves heavy in September. Uh, we just we love it so much. Is it mainly public or <clears throat> private? A private. Private. Yep. Yeah, we were we were gonna do public, um, and that same sports writer, the outdoor writer for the for the plane dealer, he was like, eh, he goes because uh, we out by us it would be Mosquito Lake. Uh, they've got a two dove fields, I think, out there. They got one out there, and then they got another at Grand River. Yeah, Are they just sunflowers or what? Uh, yeah, corn sunflowers and sunflowers and like a uh, winter wheat usually, but they haven't planted them the last couple of years. But apparently, you got a lot they of guys say it's who COVID. Yeah, yeah. Lack of staffing. COVID again. But apparently you got a bunch of guys who just kind of like either show up late, you know, plop down right next to you, or they're shooting across from you, getting peppered with shot. And uh, 
<laughs> Darcy was like, you know, probably not what you want to do for your first hunt with your kid for doves. <laughs> he said, I got a guy I know who's got fields. You should probably go that route. So, but I mean, at the end of the day, if we're, if we get anywhere, we're not, we we're got not, peppered we're not, we're not, once on private. We're so. not like big limit guys. I mean, we're just we're out for the fun of it. If we get like seven or eleven or something like that, it's a good morning. Yeah, right. It's a That's night, the way to do it. It's yeah. pleasant. It's a it's a cool place. You know, you're waking up with the with nature out there. You're hearing all the birds come, the woods come to life, and everything like that. It's cool. So yeah. it's usually not too cold or too warm dove in dove season. Yeah. Like September, September, it's pretty nice. <laughs> oh yeah, I love that. That's good hunt. T-shirt yeah. hot for the dog, but it's cool. It, it's all right. So, yeah, so we'll go from doves, and then we'll shoot right into early waterfowl. Um, you know, I, my eyes are so bad, I can't identify the early duck. So I'm just looking for the geese. <laughs> That's pretty much yeah. what, 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 I'm, what I'm after there. So we'll do that. And then it's kind of now our season's evolved where, and thankfully, given what his school schedule is and things like that, we're just in a sweet spot right now that we've kind of figured out when he has certain things at school where he's off several days or tests that he's not required to take or whatever. We'll then start doing our road trips. And we've really become fans of North Dakota. Uh, it's a heck of a hike. Uh, stop usually in Wisconsin on the way out and then roll in there the next day. But we'll get a good five solid days of hunting out there how many hour drive is it <clears throat> that's 18 that's a, that's a long drive 18 hours yeah yeah you gotta go up. 17 and a half <laughs> yeah, you gotta go through minnesota and everything it's uh oh yeah it's a long it's, drive well you, you've probably been there right done I've that been, i've been all over minnesota duluth is the probably the my favorite place i've ever been in, in the united states we go right through there yeah duluth is beautiful yep yep we we i mean you go right up well the worst part of Chicago, of course. Yeah, uh, it's just the it's Dan the worst. Ryan Expressway. Man. It's just it's weird because it's, it's like uh, ever all roads meet, all roads lead to Chicago. Yeah, it doesn't matter where you're at, you can always get on the interstate, and it's going to take you to Chicago. It's the worst. It's the worst. But once we get out of there, then we're like, ah, yeah, I'm free. It's like you, you seem to go faster and you're <laughs> moving. But yeah, so we'll we'll cruise through kind of through the Madison, Wisconsin area, and then next thing you know, you're in Minneapolis, and then as soon as we get like to Fargo, then you know we're like okay, just, we're we're there, we're here, we're gonna make it. You know it's good. You so see, we you see one tree and then two miles of just flat land, <laughs> another tree. <laughs> that yeah. is that is I've amazing. Never seen something quite like it. It's there's, there's it's, just no. It's nothing. crazy. Yeah, if you've never been, it, it is something that's life changing. You look at this thing, there's you're like nothing. I'm like I don't get it. I said wow, I've lived my whole life and I've never seen this, and now you're like whoa. Especially being around here, you see hills all the time. Oh yeah. oh, yeah. And then you get out there, and there's, there's nothing. There's yeah. maybe one or two trees. And Deep, rich soil. You know, like black. miles of forests. And yeah. then out there, there's you can't find a tree. Well, the only trees you find are like the windbreaks that like pheasants <laughs> yeah. forever planted or something like that <laughs> for habitat. And that's, that's about it. But Around houses and stuff like that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Trees around houses. That's it. Yeah. I, I went uh, out to Missouri with uh, a friend. And if we were driving, it was flat and open, like what you guys were explaining. And he says, out here... Uh, if your dog runs away, you can watch it run off for two days. And on the third day, you just need to stand on a bucket and you still be able to see it. <laughs> That's about right. He's not joking. That's about right. Yeah, so we'll we'll settle in at uh, this town called Devil's Lake, which um, it's primarily known as like the duck factory is what Ducks Unlimited calls it. Um, it's one of like the top five places to hunt waterfowl out there. 
and what we like about this whole area is it's just not that because they do have some decent upland. Uh, so they have wild pheasants. A lot of sharp tails. Huns, sharpies, uh, which is really cool. So for us, you can, particularly if you think about it, that is a long drive and you want to make the most of it. So what we do, what we do is we'll, our, we'll maximize our day by starting out in the morning uh, with a waterfowl hunt. And, you know, it's just a do-it-yourself. You know, Charlie's pretty good with uh, setting the ducks out. Yeah. I make him get in the waders and trudge around in the water and all that. But so he'll, we'll set up, we'll set up a nice spread, get the mojo going out there. So we'll hunt, a, we'll hunt ducks in the morning. We'll be done by about 10, 1030, head back to the place where we're staying and then quickly switch up into orange. And now we're going out, switch up dogs and start doing upland. So there's a lot of the thing that's great about North Dakota is that you can hunt anywhere uh, as long as it's not posted. Oh, yeah. So we talked about that before. So it's kind of like, like Maine. The culture is just different in other parts yeah. of the culture, the country. Here, they everybody wants to run you off everywhere. If yep. You, but in other parts of the uh, country, it's you don't not even like ask, you don't even ask. Well, first of all, there's usually not even a farmhouse there. You know, it's just like big it's land. Just land. And and you're like, well, and you look on your Onyx or well, if you have a paper map that you can pick up at any one of the hunting stores out there, and you're like, going, all right, this is not posted. And uh, they electronically posted also last year, which is kind of interesting. So if Electronic you, posting? Yeah. So um, the North Dakota Game and Fish, Ooh. they basically allowed uh, anybody, people were concerned that, hey, I have, think about the acreage they have out there. Those things are massive. How many yeah. signs? And how many you have to yeah. do every so often. And then they're like going... That ain't working. So they yeah, said, okay, well, you can e-post. So they basically yeah. give you up, if you're a farmer, owner, whatever, landowner out there, you have until a certain date in order to do that. You don't hit that date, you're gonna, and you want to post it, you better be out there with your paper and you know doing whatever you do. But it really didn't limit, they found, the amount of available hunting land because, as you were saying, that the culture there is really yeah, kind of right. pro-hunting, um, Second Amendment, you know, good conservative folks out there. It's, it's, it's great. But the, um, so we will show up and be like, okay, unposted, let's go at this thing. There's also so many acres out there. They wouldn't even know you're on, on their property. Like, they yeah. have no idea. Oh, I could only imagine the, yeah. the, the lack of coverage by DNR. I mean, if, if you think about how few officers they have given the landscape in that Even place they could see you from miles away. <laughs> that's yeah. true on the bucket of course <laughs> but they uh but so we so we'll we'll do that then in the afternoon and then literally it's like i don't even think we eat we're like snacking on you know bananas and granola bars and just cranking throughout the day because then we get back to the house or whatever we rented usually get like an airbnb some small little hunting thing then we switch back into waterfowl and the the, the most fun we've had the out part. there is, and it sounds like it, it would be illegal because of what we call it. Yeah, we, we call it road shooting, but I don't <laughs> think that's technically what it's supposed it's not, to be It's called. not like what you would see on Northwood's Law. <laughs> <laughs> you're not out there with a spotlight or anything yeah. like that, right? No, no. As long as you're on a road that isn't, uh, that, that's gravel, you can shoot like basically from that road, and then you can just drive around, see all the ducks, drive past them and then you come back flush them and then have like two guys out in the field 
flush the ducks towards them, and then you could just clean up doing that all until sunset. I've heard of that before. They call it the prairie prairie pothole region. And so what we would see around here as, you know, like a nice lake, you know, they consider that just like a little pothole. And uh, I guess they were glacial formed or something like that and then they just get know. filled up by rainwater now or so something flat, the water has nowhere to go but we can't we've yeah. we got we had this loop that we've established from the house out um because even devil's lake is like a tiny little town so it's not like you have to to get to the outskirts of it to you know what you can hunt is like four minutes and then you're on these dirt roads driving around and you're just kind of glassing looking and you're like oh there was at least 15 on that one. Keep going, keep going. So we go over, park, keep the dog in the Jeep. Everybody, it's like it's like the Wild West. Everybody slides quietly, their guns out of their slings, you know? And the next thing you know, you're walking down quietly. And these are, they're all covered with, uh, they're surrounded by thick cattails. Oh, okay. So, so perfect cover. So, yeah. so you're basically, it's weird too, because there might be like a, a guy coming back from work or a farmer or something like that. And he sees, you know, three or four guys in camo, you know, hunched over, <laughs> like walking down the street. The yes. And, uh, and then they just wave. And then they go, they go, they go, good looking. They smile. Cause they, they, everybody does it. It's, it's really cool. So then we get right up on them. And while you think it would be easy, those darn ducks. I mean, you get within just a certain distance, and they're like, they're "Smart, they know." And next thing you know, they're they're going, they're going, or they're it's like they all the flush. ducks will fly away, and then you'll just be left with a pond full of coots because they know you're not going <laughs> to shoot them. <laughs> and then it's then it's the, then it's the wild west. Then everybody unloads, and it's like we're watching birds drop. It's like if we're lucky, you know, we're taking down four at a time, and then. Then we get the dog out, and we're like, all right. And maybe three are in the water. One went into the heavy cattails, and it's like, oh, I hope she can find it. Next thing you know, she comes running out of there, like, going, all right. <laughs> so we would, and you just do it kind of from pothole to pothole. That's one of one really, really enjoyable. The, the biggest problem with that one is that uh, the cattails are so thick around the ponds that sometimes the dog can't mark the bird. So then you got to like send her in the water and then direct her from there. Oh, yeah. But it, oh, it's yeah. great. Yeah. And they, uh, we, we haven't hunted on the uh, reservation out there, the res, if you watch uh, Yellowstone. <laughs> the, uh, that, so this, it's Spirit Lake Nation uh, is out there. And they got a huge casino. And actually, quite frankly, the reservation's depressing as can be. When you drive through it, you know, it's, uh, the poverty is it, it's really, really bad. But you go through it in order to get to other places to hunt. Um, and so... It, it's kind of an interesting place to go if you haven't done it, um, just to see that experience and see what it's all about. Uh, again, the number one thing is how wouldn't it be great if in Ohio if it just weren't posted if you could go yes. and and pop in and, and, and even I hope there, that never changes because that was that's that makes that state really really unique. Whereas say South Dakota, no, you're knocking on the doors, right? I think it's a lot of the population. I'll, from like, north to south, mm-hmm. changes that much. It changes huh? that much. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Even, oh, yeah. uh, huh. even out there, if even if it is posted, you can just knock. And as long as you're not a guide, they don't care. Yeah. They have so much land that it's not going to really affect them. Yeah, it's, it's shocking when you look at the map, too. We're talking about the distance and where you go and all the stuff. And you're like, wow, for this far, we should just drop down to Aberdeen, South Dakota. <laughs> or we should just go here and here. It's like because you get that bug, you know, and you want to keep hunting. Yeah. And But you... There, it, you better be going to one of these fancy lodges, you know, where they've released all the birds or 
you better have something or, or you better have private that you have permission uh, down there, but not in North Dakota. So we're going to continue to kind of do that one as our, our October trip. And then we're, uh, we go to Iowa uh, as well. So my um, brother-in-law's cousin lives in Northeast Iowa. And that is interesting because you think that's flat, right? But then where they are, these rolling kind of hills and things like that. It's not it's not hilly, hilly like where we are here, but you'd be surprised. Um, it's kind of interesting. So there we did uh, wild pheasants on public land. They have walk-in hunting areas. Um, I believe they call them IHAP there. Yeah, that's uh, that's rough walking. It's yeah. I mean, it, it's some tall stuff, about as tall as me. What's I? What's IHAP stand for? <clears throat> yeah, I knew you were gonna ask that. <laughs> I know Weeha walk-in hunting area. That's Kansas. So they all have their own. Like we have yeah. Olhap, Ohio land owners There's and like hunters, it, blah blah blah. So IHAP is. I'd have to Google it. Oh, again. we talked about that. Yeah, the, the, yep. the landowner partnership for Ohio. Yep. Yeah. yeah. It's so really this is weird too. Ohio basically has followed suit with a lot of these other areas that have done that. And then they all have their own kind of, you can't say acronym because it's not really a word, but they basically have, you know, yeah. they have their initials for what they it's, are. Gotcha. So that's, that's basically, um, they have a lot of good spots. Um, some better than others, obviously based on how the farmer has taken care of it. You know, yeah, they pay, corn they pay based up. on how, how the land is yep. situated. Exactly, yeah. exactly. Yeah, so they're paid to kind of produce the right kind of habitat, leave certain habitat in place. Um, others are just pretty wild. And at that point, you know, your dog is cut up. I mean, we you're cut up. I mean, it's yeah. some aren't that enjoyable. So you got to kind of do your, do your homework beforehand. And we haven't, we're not bashful about that anymore. I call, we call the, talk to the game wardens, we talk to the local Pheasants Forever chapters. Oh, and wow. it's amazing how helpful they are. I mean, to the point, they're not going to give you an absolute spot, but they're going to give you a location. I mean, they're going to say, this place pretty much holds birds. Now, it's a lot of acreage, but at least you know you're not, you know, barking up the wrong tree. Yeah. So that's been very, very helpful. So Good place to start. Oh, it's a great place. I, I would recommend that to anybody, you know, who was going to a new place and just tap these people yeah, dad, they dad, hunt they hunt them themselves that's why it's great yeah. yeah dad and tucker did the same thing in uh kansas uh with prairie dog hunting got a hold of the game warden mm. and he showed him some spots and, it, oh yeah. yeah it was all public land you pulled up and there's prairie dogs as far as you could see and then he just said shoot here and we shot out of town out out of town and we just moved on to the next one and he just gave us showed us everyone he took a he took probably three hours to show us spots like it just out of his day it was it was pretty nice that they're, they're, they can be real nice and real helpful yep. yeah and they can be real mean real mean <laughs> well yeah. Yeah. <laughs> i don't know we haven't gotten one yet but they yeah. can be stern <laughs> we uh the one thing i'll say about uh about the, the wild bird hunting out there and this kind of frustrated us is that you know we were walking um a windbreak like these pine trees that were obviously planted by pheasants forever and then i think cut bean fields yeah. um and it's mostly soy out there but yeah you got a lot of corn still yeah but we're walking and two guys on either side of these pines you know uh, dogs running down the middle of it working in and out 
fantastic habitat. And you're like, this is good. Dogs are getting birdie. What's going on? Da, 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 da. Next thing you know, you get this wild flush, right? It's always at the end of the pine row too. Cause they run <laughs> yeah, all the way to the end. end. And then, yeah. then you just get like five or 10 birds. That like, there's a and there you have, you know, four jamokes from the Midwest. And then <laughs> it's like, that's brown. It's gray. It's and you're like going. Ah, and you just, okay. you're like, was that, that a hun? Was that a or was that a hen pheasant? And you're like going. You're like. And it's you got to get. It's like uh, you really got to be on amped up. Yeah. In order to be ready for what's coming out of there. And uh, but Charlie got his first of uh, there were three adults got and my Charlie first wild pheasant in yeah. North Dakota. Yeah, that's awesome. Nice. Same same game plan. You know, we we worked a long, 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 long uh, pine tree row. And at the very end, bird, uh, a dog went on point. All of a sudden, this thing just burst out, took it down. So it's good. And you can talk to like <clears throat> local people there. Like if you like, even at their bait shops, not even like hunting stores, they'll tell you where to go. And they'll be like, yeah, I, sh- I saw some cool sharp tails down that way. And there were a bunch of uh, huns or something. And th- they will tell you. Yeah. The other thing just about experiences, if you think about North Dakota, what we came back with, like at the end of every day from waterfowl hunting, the variety of birds. You're like going, what in the heck? You know, we we're busy looking at the outside. Charlie, Google that. What is that? <laughs> and we're looking at the pictures because we just don't have a lot of the ones yeah. that yeah, are. Yeah, right. Because that, that's technically the central flyway. And so, you know, we're in the Mississippi flyway here, right? So, but they're different ones come from different areas in Canada. And you're just sitting there going, dang, what is that? Look at that. It's beautiful. But I mean, You'll still get your mallards on the potholes and things like that. But when you're actually open, if you're on like bigger water hunting down there, oh my goodness. It's mostly uh, bluebills, buffleheads. You got some spoonbills. Spoonies. If you go earlier in the year, you Green get a wing lot of teal. Green wing teal, blue wing teal. He's the master of the teal. He hits them really good. Got some <laughs> oh, redhead. Ducks, Beautiful. Canvas, canvas back. Uh huh. That's one duck I haven't killed yet, a canvas back. Oh, well, you know. We we only got one or two. Yeah, we only got one. And there were a lot of us uh, in this one setup. So I don't know who got it, but you know how that is. Yeah. <laughs> but but point is, we all kind of passed it around and looked at it. Beautiful bird. Yeah. Beautiful bird. That's the first thing I I like noticed whenever I started doing all this stuff was how majestic the animals really are. Like you see pictures of it. Like one thing, one animal that I want next year on my wall is a wood duck a drake wood duck oh yeah that is the coolest looking duck i've ever seen in my life yep we have not gotten one of those yet we've seen about the wood duck have i what's that i've been talking about wood duck oh yeah yeah (laughs) we have not been fortunate enough to get a woody yet we we really want to get one of those they're pretty yeah i mean it's like well they they were like on the the duck stamp one year, maybe even just last year. I mean, they're they're beautiful. Yeah, they are. That would be a great one to have. Yeah, that'd be a great one to have. We um, we lucked out, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna embarrass you about the. Hmm. I'm gonna embarrass you about the uh, the the lottery and what you killed. Oh, <laughs> so yeah, we yeah. we were lucky enough. We entered the ODNR Ohio Department of Natural Resources lottery for waterfowl. Um, and we got pick 15, which is amazing at, um, Mosquito Lake. And they only have they like, went up to like 150, like there were 150 people there and we got the 15th pick, which was really, really no, nice. More people were there, but it were was they? cause there oh. were, no, there were like, cause there's 10 blinds, uh, that you could choose from. 
and we scouted these blinds out, you know, and everything. So we kind of knew which ones we wanted. And, and then you would go up and you get a whole week there. Uh, you set yourself up, create your own. I mean, they call it a blind. It's an area around the lake. It's up to you to bring whatever you want to shield yourself, you know, build your own, but you got to break it down at the end of the week. So we did that over the Thanksgiving week because he has more days off of school. So we said, oh, we'll take that one, even though it could be frozen over. But we lucked out, right? Because it was kind of a warmer winter. It was a little bit icy. <laughs> yeah. And we did, we did fairly well. We invited some people that we knew, um, uh, relatives and some friends to join us because you're allowed three in there uh, at a time. So we kind of had some guests from time to time. But uh, we did fine on some mallards. But then this one day, something else, uh, buffleheads were whizzing us nonstop. It was crazy. Then this one day, this other bird comes through there and bullseye over here, boom, takes it down. We send, we send Tippy in. She just loves that. Retrieves anything in the water. Goes and gets this thing, brings it back. And I'm like, what in the heck is that? And Charlie's like, I said, well, pose with it, man. I'll take a picture. He goes, no photo evidence, dad. He goes, I don't know what this is. Know what, it was. <laughs> what did you, 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 you said, I think this is a, a kingfisher. I didn't know what it was. <laughs> <laughs> it was a kingfisher? No, no. 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 It was, uh, he was joking. He goes, was, he goes, uh, this could be a kingfisher. And I'm like, no, it's it not. It's a, a duck. I said, but look it up. Oh. Oh. It was just a merganser. But again, you know, we're, you, like fish. we're young guys. Yeah, you know, yeah, we're, yeah. we're young into this sport. And so it's like, we didn't know what that thing was. Merg or what? Hooded no, no, not even hooded. Just common mer- merganser. Yeah. It was like orange. Uh, it, it was pretty it was gray, gray, yeah. orange. Yeah. Common, a hen, common merg. I would say. Yeah, it was interesting, and I'm like, we're like, whoa, we got to figure this out. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, we might have to call the game warden and just <laughs> repent. And so, anyway, he gets on Google and he's looking. He's like, oh, it's this, and he's like, yeah, and then. Uh, I think my brother-in-law was with us at the time, and he's like, "Ah, oh, you don't eat those; they're crap." You know, it's like he's like, "They're terrible," and uh, whatever. We took it and I tempted to clean it, whatever. Yeah, but yeah, so the one thing about the about just the variety of ducks out there was cool, and uh, it was neat. But the thing about that that lottery, you know, it was nice because that was the first time that. Explain I, to me how that works, like because I I know how it works, and I think we know how it works. But whoever somebody's listening to this might not know exactly how that works. Yeah. So in uh, I guess it's summertime. Yeah. Uh, during the summer, there's a window uh, of time. It's, it's usually on, like from July to August when you can buy tickets. Like yeah, that. it's on the ODNR website, and they they basically um, have a window of opportunity for you and a list of hunts that you can enter a lottery for, and it's cheap, three or five bucks uh, an entry. I think it's three. And as many as you want all around the state, and then they have a kind of a reveal, if you will, and uh, if you actually were selected, you'll get something in the mail, and they'll say, hey, look, you actually won, in our case, you know, Mosquito Lake, uh, you know, w- controlled waterfowl hunt. You must show up uh, on this date and be prepared when we call your number to go up and mark off on the calendar. They still do it in person, which you would be... In today's day and age, yeah, yeah. Right. you would think you could just go click on the calendar, you know, and give everybody, everybody log in on this day. Yeah, you have one minute. They could probably do go it on click Airbnb. on the calendar and click it off. No, 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 not this way. <laughs> this way, they got, you know, card tables set up, you know, and this lady's got, she's going through like an old spiral notebook, and you're like, oh, how oh, is this? Oh, oh, <laughs> and and, and I, seriously, on every one of the tables, there's just a big printed out calendar, and they're like, 
which week did he choose? And they're like, he chose the 17th to the 24th. They go, <laughs> Chuck, you know, and then they're, then you sign it and then they give you a copy. And I was like, this is so antiquated, but whatever. Uh, so we did that. It was, it was a fun experience because again, never, never having done that. And then we show up and there were, there were hundreds of people there, you know, and, and then a lot of these guys, you know, Look like Duck Dynasty. You know, they were real. You know? <laughs> and I, we, we pulled in and we're like, going, man, I said, I don't know. I said, these people are going to they're going to sniff me out. They're going <laughs> to know I'm not a real waterfowler. <laughs> so I did have a camel hat on, so it was all right. But no, it was, it was interesting. And then you're sitting there waiting and you're like going, which one did that guy choose? What did he choose? Ah, which week? You know, he's like, ah, oh, that's the blind we wanted. <laughs> so you kind of have to make sure you do your scouting in advance. But uh, for anybody who is listening, I think it's a, it's a pretty affordable way to throw your hat in the ring and you could be selective on where you want to go. Um, maybe this, I know people who live in Dave, like Western Ohio, lines. there's a bunch over, you know, in the Lake Erie zone, which would be interesting for us. It's a bit of a drive. So that's what we would kind of try to stick close to home. Like for us, it would be the Ladue, uh, area reservoir over there. We never got that one. Um, and, um, and mosquito, those are the two closest. That's about all we've I got. Mean, clearly, it's like sought after land if they're putting it up in lotteries, you know. Yeah, well, that's what I like about it too. Is that you know, so okay, when we were there, it's fascinating because you're all waiting for you know shooting light, and I swear, the moment it it, it starts, it's like <laughs> all around the lake, and Charlie and I'm like, what are they shooting? It's at? almost like <laughs> North Dakota. I'm in like, North Dakota, you don't even need to know like 30 minutes before sunrise. It's it's like yeah. you hear the shots and then it's you're like, like first day it's gun time. season here yeah. you hear it everywhere like yeah. yeah and we're sitting there going somebody's shooting something out there it's not <laughs> us so like but but it's obviously legal right now so and then they fly to you and then you shoot at them then they fly back over and you're like what's going on but you're but you're right though the thing that's special about it is that you're not getting a place that's really beat up because yeah. there's it's it's limited in and let's face it when somebody gets a week who has the luxury of taking off that whole week i mean maybe a couple people and they and that's what they tucker (laughs) (laughs) maybe that's i wasn't gonna i I was gonna gonna say it so maybe that's what they saved up for and they said okay this is it i can't wait this is gonna be my week but for the most part they're doing like the weekend yeah yeah you know that's about it like friday it was it was going pretty good yeah 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 yeah. uh, sunday well all the weekend days really they were all pretty packed, but besides that, like we went on Tuesday because we got we chose the Thanksgiving week, so I had that entire week off. And that Tuesday, there was like literally nobody out there. It was just us, which was hmm. really nice. Yeah, the, the, the exclusivity of it's kind of neat. You can actually transfer those too. Um, that if any listener would hasn't, you know, people swap them, trade them, transfer them, or what have you, because sometimes the dates just don't work for you and things like that. During our hunting travels, we met a nice guy who uh, is actually a lieutenant in uh, the Cleveland Police Department, and um, we've become good friends with him. And he had unit, I forget what it was, unit J on the, like by the refuge at Mosquito, which is a quite a special thing. You only get that for one day. And uh, he couldn't go. So he's like, hey, you wanna, you and Charlie want to go? And Charlie had school, and I'm like, well, I'll go. I'll try it. And I didn't get anything. Spooked, bucks. spooked everything. Bucks cheers. <laughs> it, was, it's, it was really fascinating. Yeah, and to, to, to go out there on your own and do all that, I, I, I like it. It's good. But yeah, so, I mean, our travels have been pretty good. Um, we're going to... Has it just been wing shooting for you guys, or...? 
yeah, yeah. Like North, we did North Carolina quail. My my daughter is in college uh, in North Carolina, so the beauty is when we go visit, we're like, ooh, we should see what's going on down. Yeah. (laughs) So on our way down, we stopped in uh, Leesburg, North Carolina. It's kind of on the Virginia North Carolina border, and they still have wild quail down there. Yeah. And oh boy, (laughs) what a great name, Scratch and Dent Kennels. <laughs> yeah, good guy, really good guy. Trey Wright's his name. Good, good person, and uh, he's actually a uh, detective. Uh, and you get weird experiences when you travel like that. Like we were literally hunting on a uh, tobacco uh, farm. That's pretty cool. Yeah. So the family grow, grows tobacco. We learned how you harvest it twice a year. What parts you take off at the first part, and then this, and then the second part like of the season. It. It's so cool. Uh, yeah, how you it's go really down nifty. and they they auction it off and prices. Off. Yeah, they yeah. still you still kind of like go down to a, a central be, market and people like bid on it. <laughs> they, they do it by like the pound, and then you got to make sure that it's really dry. That way, it's like not wor- worth more than it is. Like it's a it's really interesting. Huh. Yeah. So yeah. So, so so we did a little wing shooting down there. That was fun. Um, Hot weather though, so you know that's tricky to. We usually watch keep your it dog. to wing shooting, but uh, we uh we did coyote a couple times. Never really got one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's uh that's about our experience. I'm a firm believer that <laughs> coyotes are like <laughs> mythical creatures. Yeah. Whenever you're trying to hunt them, they're just not. You don't ever see them unless you got like a ten thousand dollar night vision scope. That's yeah, right. Then you can see everything. Thermals, yeah. We we hunted one. Uh, we we were on a dairy farm. Uh, they wanted to get rid of the coyotes. What town was that? Near Spencer? Seville. Seville, Spencer, kind of in that area. I guess that's what, Medina County? Medina. And we were out there. We were told by the farmer, hey, you know, they're here. Just, you know, whatever. And he had a, he had kind of like a pile. I don't know what you want to call it. all the dead cows. Like a composting pile, you know, kind of like all sorts of stuff over there. Smelled. And uh, I'd imagine, we were, well, yeah, we were occasionally the wind wasn't right, so that wasn't so good. But anyway, we were we we're kind of leaning up against uh, either like farm equipment or a hay yeah. bale. I mean, we were, I don't know, we were it was dark. We I mean, were by a disker, yeah, we were by a disker, and there were hay bales around us. We we're just kind of like settled in, and um, over on top of that composting pile. <laughs> There appears the head. It looked like a freaking wolf. I mean, it was amazing. It it was there, and of course, I go holy, <laughs> and spooked the darn thing. Big <laughs> on. After all of these, I, we'd, we'd started yeah. this whole thing at like, started at like seven, and then, and then we then ended at like. We one? were pushing one thirty in the morning, and <laughs> after all this time, this thing, and it looked, it, it just didn't seem real. It was so big. The head, it had that kind of, uh, I'd say, whitish gray, you know, like it was, it was prominent. He was eating good. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He was yeah. good. And then all those dead cows. leave it to dad to not, I'm like, okay, now just be cool. Be cool. <laughs> <laughs> Next thing I'm like, oh, so did you have a spotlight or? Oh, yeah. So yeah. that's what, that's what's so fun about it. So, um, it's one fellow that we've gone out with. He has pretty expensive collar kind of deal. So, yes. you know, you've got all sorts of like ah, things that are dying. You know, it's like, okay, which, what do you want now? You know, let's do the dead squirrel, the dead rabbit, you know, the, the sick fawn or whatever. Yep. So they got all these calls. But we have that. But then we've got the lights. And 
uh, we got the green and the red, <clears throat> yeah. which we then even got so geeked up about this. We went and bought our own lights <laughs> just because it's kind of cool to flash it in the woods. And you're like, going, oh my God. Because the first time you ever do that, right? You're, you're out there like, okay, we're here. It's dark. Ho-hum. You know, nothing's happening. And then you're like, okay, well, let's light this up and see what's happening. And you're like, <laughs> all of a sudden there's eyeballs just staring at you everywhere, right? <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, they're on the ground. They're in the tree. They're you like, realize you're not alone. Yes, they're all walking through. And you're like, wow, there's a ton of deer out here. I didn't even have any idea they were here. And that's the cool part. Yeah, and then uh, another guy that we know, he has the night vision. He's got the thermal. He's got it all. And mm. that is, it just makes it look like day. It, it's something else. That's it's, definitely the way to do it for sure. Not sure if it's worth the money, but <laughs> the money does does buy you something there. Yeah, well, he's got. That's right. You you like his uh, his weaponry? Yeah, he is a <clears throat> six five Grendel AR with a thermal scope, and it, it's really nice. Yeah, try to check. Uh, took out a a raccoon with one of his. Right. Yeah, yeah that was pretty cool. Nice nuisance issue, you know, and uh, big raccoon. And just to see him, just kind of like you're watching it on kind of like the camera, you know, because yeah, they can, have the... you can pull it up on your phone and like watch what the scope is doing. It's like oh, an actual cool. video. Game. It's, it's great. So when we rewatch it, we realize. So you see, you're watching the camera, and we're all we're all staring also at this, and we're just like, why is Charlie not shooting that thing? Because he's on it, you know, and you see it, and all of a sudden he's like, click, click, and then he, he took the safety, forgot the safety was on, <laughs> so he clicked it. So then there it is, the camera readjusts, then he's back on it, and next thing you know, boom, and. Uh, Mr. Raccoon was gone, so much to uh, the farmer's joy. But yeah, so that's kind of how our, our, our year rolls with the, with the hunting. And then after the season, you know, we like to obviously like hunt with you guys, you know, and then we'd like to try to stay, keep the dog on, keep the dog fresh, working on birds and keep ourselves, you know, hopefully, you know, in the game and, you know, it's a blast. But yeah, but we picked up some good stories along the way, if you guys are interested in some. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so Charlie's uh, the only one in the family who has harvested a turkey. It was youth turkey maybe three years ago. Yeah. Little town on the river, Ohio River, called Powhatan Point, named after Chief Powhatan. That would be for all you history buffs, Pocahontas's dad. Okay. Yeah, started in the started in the Carolinas and the Tidewater region. Somehow ends up over here, but you know, with modern day Ohio West Virginia border. <clears throat> so you're kind of by like Wheeling and Powhatan, and then across the river is Moundsville, uh, Brad Paisley's hometown. But he's a country music fan, <laughs> as we learned as we were driving through. I'm like, oh man, home of Brad Paisley. That's cool. <laughs> yeah, I used to play in a little band down there. But anyway, um. We ended up driving down. We had a lead. We, we got a call uh, from a guide, and he's like, look, I got private land. It's down in Powhatan. He said it's like the Butterball Factory. Yeah. The Butterball <laughs> Factory. And he, he, he called us literally, I think at five or six in, in the evening, and he he's said, like, go ahead. He said, uh, we're meeting at, uh, at his house at 12. At midnight. At midnight, and, and, then, and I'm like, yeah. and I'm like, oh, for what? And he's like, I got a butterball factory going. And I'm like, what? And I'm like, I, I, I say, wait, 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 wait. What's going on? And, and my wife's now looking at me. She's like, who is it? And I said, shh. And, so, and I said, okay, midnight. All right. So, long story short, private property. Lots of uh, two guys live on it. 
and they have cameras all over the place because they're looking for deer and they're looking for all sorts of stuff on they, uh, on their property. They trapped all the coyotes out like uh, a few years back, so now it's just full of uh, turkey, and deer, and everything, and they got they got a lot of turkey. So they said we saw a big one. It's it's around. It's been around now for like two three days, and this thing is just like in the same area. He said we could do this for Charlie. We got to do this. And I'm like, going, okay. And I'm thinking to myself, man. And this was like a, we sh- the youth weekend, right, is Saturday, Sunday. So this was like a Friday night. Work week's over. I'm tired. It's like five. He's like, meet me at midnight. I'm, like, <laughs> I'm still confused. Why, why I need why to be there midnight? at midnight. Well, it's because, hours and hours before student life. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, that's good. That's good. Well, that's, that was a whole other story. No, 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 I'm kidding. So it's a three hour like 20 minute drive drive. to get down to this place so he's like meet me at midnight we'll get down there we'll meet the guy he'll be waiting for us and then he'll take us up the hill to the spot is very mountainous there extremely mountainous to the point certain points certain points you you literally are like almost like crawling up the hill like in the hunt i mean it's steep stuff big utility cuts through there you know power lines running through and stuff but um we got there about 3.30, roused this guy. We follow him then up this steep hill. Crazy. I mean, off the edge of cliff kind of stuff. You're like going, man, whoa. I'm surprised we're still up. And um, we end up getting there. Then we have to set up the blind and, uh, we, and, and um, put out the decoys. We had one of the uh, motorized deal. Yeah. Charlie's jacked up the whole time you know like we had stopped on the way down the gas station got a bunch of you know bad food for ourselves you know (laughs) donuts and sweets and coffee just trying to stay awake right so we get in there and we're all set up and i look over and it's like lost in space robot charlie just goes and he's out (laughs) as soon as i sat down holding it holding the shotgun head down and so it's the guide and i and we're just sitting there and he's like you look cold. Are you cold? And I said, yeah, I'm really cold. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like, it's wet. You got me up at noon, midnight, I mean. I'm like, I'm tired. I'm like, but I'll be all right. I'll be all right. We're just sitting there. And then uh, I think we probably, then you know, as usual, the first birds always start chirping. You know, you hear the kind of that, that sequence of, what wakes up first throughout Tweety the birds, whole, yeah, and the crows, mm-hmm. yeah. Then you hear, uh, then you hear like a gobble or like a cluck or two, yeah. And you're like, whoa, they're out there. It's fantastic. And then, uh, long story short, I think it was about eight thirty in the morning, so we'd only been sitting there a couple hours. I think we sat for less time than we drove. <laughs> and uh, he did a nice call. He had one of the um, help me, box call. Nope. The other slate, one, slate, 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 slate call, yeah, senior moment there. I <laughs> uh, had a slate call and just, just like, just a little bit, just a little bit, and I'll be darned, you know, here you hear like gobble somewhere to the right, and Charlie's still asleep, and I'm like, hmm, well we'll see. Next thing you know, you kind of peer out of the blind, and got eyes on it. And you see it running, and, up and the it's hill, starting and it's like, to come up the hill like with a pace. And I'm like, oh, and so I get Charlie, like, Charlie, Charlie, wake up, wake up. So I said, he wakes up. And now he's just like, where am I? Because <laughs> he literally was up all day, right? All day at school, then all night. And then he's finally got to sleep. And he's like, oh. and now he's like, what's going on? What's going on? And I'm like, turkey's coming, turkey. And so we just had to be chill, just very quiet. And uh, 
if this thing wanted to attack that mojo so bad or whatever that <laughs> thing was when I, in, I didn't let it Charlie did there. not give it uh, enough time to have fun because the guy's like I was really hoping he could kick the blank out of that thing and have, we could see a fight going on because it was really charged up Charlie he got that thing in the sights and it was like boom and it was awesome but, awesome. but the funny part of that is that we had no idea uh, that we were in the company of greatness the guys who owned that property oh, yeah why is that I mean, they won the lottery no way yeah, and uh, he found he won the lottery, and then he took all the money and bought a bunch of land. But the land that he bought, he found a map of where all the oil companies wanted to drill, and he bought all of that land. Oh my gosh, he's no like bu- he won the lottery twice, basically. Yeah, in that wild, <laughs> he's a Bill Gates of lottery winner. In that wild, yeah, but, that is wild. But that's not the most interesting about the cat. <clears throat> yeah, no pun intended. That's you, baby. No. <laughs> so we're done, and we're talking to these guys. <clears throat> and then the guy's like, we got to go thank them and you know, say, hey, you know, this is great. Look at the young guy got, and everybody's marveling at the size of this bird. It was a big bird. It was nice. It's uh, 25 pounds. <clears throat> it's right. crazy. It's crazy. And um, it's like, you can't, you can't script that any better. But then the other guy who lives on the property, who's a uh, retired Navy CB, so, you know, military guy, proceeds to tell us about, I said, this pretty wild country around here. He's like, oh, you don't know the half of it. And he tells us all about the Cherokee Death Cat. Have you heard of the Cherokee Death Cat? I have not. <laughs> I have not. This is new for me. Okay. Uh, <laughs> what is the show called? Mountain Monsters. It's okay. On Travel Channel. And apparently, he saw the Cherokee Death Cat on his property. Okay. He said he saw a big black cat, like a cat-like thing walking and he pulled out his gun because he always has a gun on him and shot at it and the thing looked at him and then it ran off and it ran towards the town so he called the police to stop it before it got to town no no this is crazy this is, this is real oh, no. he's not BSing. okay yeah and what so uh, this cat apparently meanders back and forth from west virginia into south southeast ohio <laughs> yeah cherokee death gun he he got popped the shot off at it huh apparently we didn't yeah. we had no clue we, and this guy was stoic i mean he was like his face he's like he's like, he's like oh like Mm. Like, he probably would have been mad at me because I would laugh at him. What are the comments? I was rolling my eyes at Charlie. I'm like, I want to hear that call. Then we started looking around to see if they were farming anything that might impact yeah. him. Which in that part of Ohio, I don't know. So, but that wacky that, tobacco. That guy was that was fun. Yeah. He was an interesting character. He also said that he never uh, leaves his house or goes down in uh, in the valley without a gun. Because he saw Bigfoot. And apparently he has no. a trail cam picture of Bigfoot. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. Did he that. show it to he you? He saw Bigfoot, too. No. Yeah. No. <laughs> no. You're he telling me. two, not one, but two, you know, mythical creatures. I think yeah. my dad would like this guy. <laughs> <laughs> He's, is this a lottery winner or is this not? This no, that, this no, would be his, his friend. His we don't friend. know how they're. They like, <laughs> this is the Navy guy, right? <laughs> yeah. They're both yeah. Navy guys. Yeah. yeah. Oh, gosh. Those yeah. are the guys. Too much did, time on a ship. He did, uh, <laughs> yeah. he did underwater. Uh, that's underwater demolition, I believe, right? The yeah. Seabees? Yeah. So they're the guys who are like, oh, yeah. And, and uh, I love them. I mean, they had. They're armed to go down there. I mean, they had. Oh, yeah. he, he he was ready to go. He still K's, ARs, you name. He spent too much it. time alone. You still oh, keep yeah. in contact with him or anything like that? 
Uh, I would. We've been down there three years in a row. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, These yeah. are pretty good friends, Ooh. I'd say. Yeah, we've been down there three in a row. A couple more yeah, years, you might see Bigfoot next. They helped us fix a <laughs> <laughs> unicorn or something, maybe. <laughs> I, I literally, when he told us about that thing, I was like, I know we saw that show. Because Charlie used to like those monster oh, shows yeah. when he was a much younger kid. And I'm like, we got to look that thing up. And yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot of folklore about that thing. Huh. Uh, My dad still likes those shows. He's going on fifty. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we have we have arguments on the phone. He's a truck driver too. <laughs> we'll argue about Bigfoot for hours. He's gonna love this episode. I'm telling you. So yeah, so uh, Dwayne Dwayne the Navy CB he saw Bigfoot down there. Actually, he was shocked where you and I went to hunt. See, oh yeah. We got a flat. Uh, our guide got a flat, and so they had to actually run out and get another tire. At, which is not easy to get where this town is. Or there's nothing yeah, nearby. Like you literally and not drive on, on the side of a cliff for, for about 20 minutes to get to any house. Yeah, it's, so it's, it's in the mountains. So they all left us and they went out. They found a, they found Walmart over in West Virginia, and then so you know they were gone for a while. But they're like, you two go to see if you find anything else around. Just keep looking or whatever. <laughs> and then when when they came back, uh, the Navy guy was really shocked on where we were in particular. He we got he got real into it. He's like, you were down there. <laughs> and we're like, yeah. He's like, oh, oh, no. <laughs> he, like, he was shot. He's like, this is that's that's where I saw it. <laughs> and I'm sitting there going, oh, is this guy's real? What's happening around here? You guys are still alive. These are three guys. We're survivors. I know. Yeah. And the death cat didn't get us either. Yeah. It has other names, I believe, but uh, I don't know. I don't know what it was. Yeah, it's like a black panther. I mean, I think, uh, I might believe the panther story. Everybody's you know? got a story about a black panther. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, the melanous leopard. <laughs> <laughs> so that's our that was our mountain monster story. That was that was yeah, pretty decent was... one. Tucker called me this morning. He's like, "Hey, he's got a story about a mountain monster." I'm like, "I don't know if this is like a gigantic elk or it's Bigfoot." <laughs> yeah, well, now you got two crazy ones. I'm trying to think. Like, we had a we had a fun time. We had a fun time. Charlie's pretty tenacious when it comes to uh, succeeding at the hunts. So when was it last year? Last year, yeah. Yeah, last year we were doing um, a field hunt for um, Canadian geese. This was in Richfield Township, so Summit County, and it was a farm. Guy had a cool place. You know, you can buy your jams and jellies and stuff, uh, different fruits. A neat place, but the whole back area, he was kind of ticked off that he was just getting overtaken by geese. They were just making a mess out of everything. Soy, half soy and then <clears throat> half winter wheat. Mm. So he's like, you could take as many as, you know, whatever's legal and get them out of here because I can't handle this. They're everywhere. So we're like, oh, this sounds ideal for us. We'll come in. I think we had like four or five dozen <clears throat> silhouettes out. Mm-hmm. We set up that morning, had some full bodies too, made sure that they could uh, see all the decoys. Then we got out there. We sat down and around nine o'clock, I think it was. We had a group of geese come in. They circled around, but apparently our decoys were too close to the tree line, so they landed right out in the middle. And we were like, maybe they'll walk in. We didn't know. <laughs> and uh, hopeful thinking. And uh, then another group came in, and of course, you can't compete with a live feed. Yeah, right. So they landed right out where the other ones were. So now we're looking at probably several dozen geese that are just sitting out there and we're sitting on a tree line right you know they don't see us in between us and them are you know our dozens and dozens of these the flat those cool uh, silhouettes. yeah silhouettes are awesome and we're like okay well this ain't gonna work 
because they're out there. More keep c- coming and adding to the live situation. Yeah, so we had like, like groups of two or three constantly coming in and going to the live feed, and we were like, we got to stop this. So, you know, there's only one thing you can do. Yeah, go out there and jump and you know, jump shoot. Yeah, send a, uh, send a small child out there to crawl across a field <laughs> hiding behind a silhouette. You, you're holding the silhouette? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> That's hilarious. So the three, adults, the three adults on the hunt decided, this is a good idea. Charlie, you've got to get those things out of there. So we set him up with a silhouette. It's muddy. <clears throat> He's now got the, the shotgun cradled and holding... The silhouette, right? And now he's prone. He's on the ground. And we're like, go get him, buddy. <laughs> 200, maybe 225 yards. Oh my Charlie God. is slowly one arm. I would have loved to see, see it from the goose's point I have it. I have it on video. I never, he wouldn't let me post it because he said, that's embarrassing, dude. <laughs> he literally, we're sitting there. We're like doing the play-by-play on my video. And they're like, I can't believe he's doing this. This is great. And, and they were like, going, they're going to flush. And we're like, yeah, they're going to flush. He's and we're like, halfway. he's getting closer. And, and then we're like, going, my God, he's halfway there. And they're like, going, no, 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 no. And they're like, oh, no. And then we're trying to communicate with him. So we're like, Charlie, Charlie. And he, like, he could barely hear us. And we're like, Get ready to run and jump him. Just go. Just go. He, he's like, ah, I can't hear you. So he just keeps trudging along through this muck. And he's now he's now probably 40 yards out. Not bad. And at that point, even you realized this yeah, is I, I gotta make it or I break just had it. To drop it and run. <laughs> well, one of them started to look. Yeah, That's what one of them started to look and like slightly honk. Cause I mean it saw like a really small silhouette just slowly get bigger and bigger <laughs> and bigger. And it did not like that. And then I got up. And it took me too long to get up, and all the geese were <laughs> flying away. I, I let off three shots, but didn't get one. Ah, nothing. Yeah, and then no pay the off. Same Hard thing happened again. The same thing happened again in that exact hunt. And instead of crawling, I just walked out there, and then I got him. I got two. No, I wow. had two, yeah. You just walked with, nice. your, with yeah. a silhouette in front of you still, or no, no just, silhouette? I literally just walked like slightly at an angle and then shot him. <laughs> it just didn't care. All that hard work for nothing. Uh, you're like, just checking the crops out here, guys. <laughs> that's what, that's what we do. That's how we, uh, that's how we torment poor Charlie on the hunts. That's funny. He really wanted him though. He wanted him. Yeah. He said he got feathers on one. So, yeah, steel shot ain't the greatest. So, oh, yeah, I know, Ooh. I know. Yeah, we've been shooting uh, some high end stuff that I'm like, Charlie. Too far. Save that. <laughs> it's like you're doing that. Uh, what's, what's that? Two dollars a shell. I'm like, what are you oh, doing, man? God. What was yeah, that? It's uh, a heavy metal. Heavy, yeah. Now yeah. that I shoot, like, uh, I just bought a Winchester SXP with uh, that can shoot three and a halfs. So mm. that ammo is really expensive, and I like shoot like uh, the nice Kent fast steel stuff. And oh my, that's like two dollars a shell, and I'm just <laughs> wasting them. It's terrible. Yeah. yeah. That's it might right. be different when you're a little older and you're paying for them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I remember when we were in Dakota, I'm like, wait a second. We had like two flats. What, what the heck's going on? Where is everything? And he's busy shooting off like 4th of July. And I'm like, uh, I guess we're going to the, the local store and see what they have. And so, but yeah, it's, I don't mind. I mean, it's, it's fun. It's fun. But yeah, so that's kind of what we've fallen into. We, we like the upland. Want to keep doing the, the wild. We are going to... Uh, it looks like we're going to do uh, our first venture into Kansas this year. Found a, <clears throat> an interesting place. Um, it's not too far from 
Dodge City, is it? Yeah, I don't know. One of the old west towns. But anyway, uh, they the guys got, uh, it's all wild birds. Uh, it's all pheasants. And they participate with a lot of universities and stuff like that on habitat restoration and what's working, what's not. And so they're, they're big time into uh, planting the right stuff and then, you know, maintaining it and things along those lines. And um, so, I don't know, that, that's another big drive, though. I mean, we're talking 17 and a half, I think. We've yeah. got to go through St. Louis. Yeah, I, uh, I usually take a trip out to Hutchinson, Kansas, and that's 15 hours. Oh, yeah. And uh, yeah, it's a 30-hour round trip. So, that's actually, wow. I don't think that's too far from uh, where this place is, actually. It's on the southern part of Kansas. Southern, yeah. Yeah, this one is going to be yeah, kind of... South Central, if you will, yeah, is where is it's where, pretty much where Hutchinson is. Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sure I saw it on the map when I was because every time I get on, I'm like, well, maybe this is the shortest place we can get to, you yeah. know. And it's just like, oh no, I mean, it's just everything so far to go to have some fun. Like Charlie's bucket list is um, Stuttgart. He wants to go to Arkansas and do ducks yeah. there. Um, I don't know. There's, I've never shot ducks <clears throat> through timber. So We've never done snow geese. That'd be the way to start. I'd like to try snow geese down in uh, southern Illinois, maybe. We found a couple outfits down there that seem like they're okay. But I don't know. Those are the kind of things that we're, you know, we're kind of looking at, you know, for the future. Yeah. Awesome. Sounds awesome. Yeah. So the why I wanted to have you guys on the podcast was because, uh, you know, I seen a bumper sticker before. It said, uh, hunt with your kids, not for them. And when you, it, I think it's important to get your kids out and get them in the outdoors and get them hunting. It, it's, it's awesome that you guys do that so much. Mm-hmm. And when I think about hunting with your kids or someone that hunts with their kids a lot, I, I think of you guys because it seems like you're always going, going out and doing something. We try. We, we'll literally, and we've got a very um, cooperative mother and wife. Uh, who, I mean, she's because. And I mean, we'll be, we'll be respectful with it though. I mean, like on the weekends, as soon as it happens, you know, we'll, when it's hunting season, we'll do a day, one day we're, we're doing it, you know, it's either Saturday or Sunday, but you start so early if you think about it. And for us, we're always driving far because we're in the Cleveland area. There's not much near us. So we're yeah, for okay. sure a minimum of an hour to sometimes hour and a half probably to get to something that's huntable. And then... You know, you know how it is. As soon as, you know, it's 10, 11 o'clock, usually everything's kind of like feeding, going somewhere else, yeah, doing this, yeah. that, or the other. You're back in the afternoon and just, you know, the only thing you don't want to gripe about is being tired yeah, <laughs> yeah. because that, that's, that never goes over that well. <laughs> but yeah, no, so we'll, we'll, as long as Charlie wants to keep hunting with dad, we'll keep doing it. And the thing we like about it best is that we're kind of learning together. You know, that's yeah. the thing is that, again, I didn't, I didn't have that kind of uh, upbringing. Yeah. So for me, I ask just as many questions as he does, and I mean, heck, you've learned you've learned to call from some serious guys when it comes to like duck calls. Yeah. And that's what's that's fantastic. I mean, to actually, well, if you've been in the blind, you know how some days can be long and not much happening there, and good conversations and such, and you learn a lot. But that's a great opportunity, right, for the yeah. for the guide or Absolutely. the or just your friend who's been calling forever to give you the tips on okay, you know, use the whistle here, you know, it makes them feel whatever you know calm and they'll come in or you know let's call hard on this or whatever but so yeah so we're trying to learn as we go but i think we found kind of that nice sweet spot of you know upland and waterfowl i mean these the coyote ventures are fun 
you know. Well, you ever uh, consider getting in deer hunting at all, or have you? <laughs> <laughs> well, what are we, 0 for 3? <laughs> so we'll subject ourselves to deer hunting. <laughs> I was like, no, it, it's, it's okay. We, I like to move. He likes to move. Yeah. And we, man, we get slap happy after several hours. <laughs> And but we've done it. Uh, we've gone out on youth. Uh, I haven't done it for for adult, but we've gone for youth. And Charlie had a chance. Uh, that's a good. We <clears throat> we were there all day, you know. And it's it's like everything else. It's like the, that late that that uh, the golden hour, right, right before the end of shooting light, you know. <clears throat> we're sitting there and I'm thinking, we should pull the plug on this. This isn't working. He's like, me too. I'm freezing. And, and we're like, whatever. And I'm like, well, I feel guilty though. We just gotta, we gotta tough it out. You know? So we're just, I'm, he's like, yeah, I don't know. So, so we're sitting there and I'm looking in with, uh, with, um, binoculars and I'm like, Charlie, I think I'm looking at an eyeball, but I can't be sure. <laughs> and literally through the thickest, craziest woods cover, I, I said, and I swear something like moved. And it was just fascinating because I said, I swear something moved. Maybe I'm just getting bonkers. No. It, I said, I'm holding on to this thing. And eventually I picked up, and there is a deer. And then all of a sudden, you saw a little bit more of the corner of your eye. Again, it's far, far away. Um, other motion. And I'm like, there's more than one. And I'm like, this is interesting. I said, this is going to be it, man. This is going to be it. <clears throat> and uh, we stayed perfectly still, like frozen, like statues and stuff. in three doe come right up a free throw away yeah i mean right there right there and we're not moving before they got there though i got on the the, the thing and i'm like going to the guy who put us in this ground blind i'm like i said three doe are approaching i said what should we do <laughs> and, and he goes shoot the biggest <laughs> so so the, they come up and then i'm like they're there dude they're there they're there and Charlie's like I'm not shooting a doe as my first one, Dad. I want a buck. And I'm like, we I'm sad here I'm all day. It's first deer. Your first deer, you shoot the first thing yeah. that walks along. Uh, there we go. And so there they are. And so there we are, actually, literally as close as I am to you, Tucker. We're staring at this thing. It's staring at us. It's like, we are dead eye on this thing. And I said, Charlie, it's looking at us. Isn't this interesting? I'm not moving my lips. And he's like, yeah, don't move. I'm like, I'm not moving. And then all of a sudden, like I just, then I finally, then, it, then I, and I said, I said, I said, you're not going to shoot it. Shoot it. He says, no, dad. No, no. Okay. Well, then I said, forget. And I moved and the thing is like, poof, spooked and boom, off they go. It was a monster doe. I mean, it was all big. <laughs> how, do you, how do you have the discipline to not no shoot kid. that thing? I didn't. <clears throat> I was ready to shoot the first thing I seen. Yeah, right. <laughs> That's how I was. You wouldn't yeah. be able to hold me back. You know? so we, I, I, I'm, like, I'm like, dude, I just want the freezer meat. I think yeah, it's right. great. I said, you know, nothing to be ashamed of. I said, let's. After that, I'm, I'm shooting all the deer that I can. <laughs> but so that one, I don't know if I mean. So we we skipped uh, last year, right? Yeah. Yeah, we were just like, man, I don't know if, if you're this not going to do that again. I'm not subjecting myself to that. I mean, you know, it's it's funny too because you know we've tried to squirrel hunt before, and I, you can tell us, okay, go squirrel hunt. And I guarantee you, there won't be a squirrel in the woods where we go at it. <laughs> I mean, we're going, we're going. Hamden Orchard. You think, okay, it was an old apple orchard. There should be 
a ton of squirrels. Okay, none. Okay, if your life <laughs> depended on it, no squirrels. Uh, Auburn Marsh, not a squirrel. I mean, nowhere, nothing. Okay, we go to the deer hunt, right? And we're sitting there, squirrel and I'm in. Mean, we're in a ground blind. I'm keeping my feet up There's as high because it's freezing, and they're jumping on us. I mean, it's like, they're, they're on the log, and I'm like, "Did you hear that?" And I said, "What's that?" And we look out the side door. I'm like, "Squirrel!" And they're like, "There they are. They're all here." And it's just like, "Oh man, this is crazy." So, I think. Uh, I think the reason why we don't really. I mean, we enjoy deer hunting, but not nearly as much as any wing shooting, just because I think a lot of it is talking, and then the other part is the dog. Like, yeah. it's, mm-hmm. unless you're doing a drive, there's there's no dogs. And that's I how think I feel that's, about it too. That's mm-hmm. a big part of hunting for us. Like, yeah. just seeing seeing the way they work, seeing their their body language, it's it's great. Yeah, and we love the like. <clears throat> and Charlie's been at now just one, right? One or two. He yeah. loves the deer. He loves the uh, the camps, you know, the bird camps. Yeah. I mean, he's hanging with the old guys. He's cheating us in cards, you know, just <laughs> stuff like that. You know, he's, you know, the camaraderie, the stories that you have. And that, right. that's yeah. kind of, it's the whole picture really for us. But yeah, so we do love the dog work. And that really kind of tips the scales. I think we'll probably try the deer one more time. Yeah. I don't know. Our vet, he called, he called, he knows we, actually it's funny. Like I said, we kind of live in a uh, an urban area, and uh, people always kind of question us because you know we're coming home like totally camoed out. <laughs> we have coolers, you know, and there's like birds that Charlie's cleaning on the patio and stuff like that. And nobody really knew what we were all about and stuff like that. And then one day, our he's a professor at Case Western Reserve University, yeah. and uh, he lives maybe four houses down. <clears throat> and he's like, you know, he goes, I know you guys always said you hunted and stuff. He goes, but he goes, it was like 3 in the morning, 3.30. I happened to be up. Why? I don't know. But he said, he said, no, I looked out the window. And he goes, and there, he goes, I saw him. He goes, there goes Charlie and Mark. He goes, and they must be going out hunting. <laughs> so everybody on the street thinks we're kind of crazy. You know, we're always leaving at odd hours and <laughs> looking exhausted in the afternoons and cleaning things outside. That's, nah, it's fun, man. It's our, we try, like I said, we try to do it as much as we can. And uh, I don't see that, I don't see that stopping. I mean, when you go to college, Gonna be hunting You'll be college. hunting wherever you go, probably. <laughs> uh, it sounds like Tyson did most of his hunting when he was in college. <laughs> I did, honestly. Yeah, that was when I had the most free time ever in my life. I mean, because I always worked, I was into school and did sports and worked <clears throat> for my dad and worked right. at a dairy farm. And when I was in college, all that went away except for four days of class. And, you know, my classes would have, you know, hours or in between classes. And I hunted, <laughs> I hunted the most when I was in college. It was amazing. And that's what Charlie wants to do. He wants yeah. to go way out west, and uh, I'm like, dude, I got to see you. I don't know about that. No colleges and no people out there. <laughs> Although I will tell you, it, there is a it's that whole world out there. And these, yeah, you've been out there. Uh, you know, when you see it, we we pulled into uh, this little town called Kensal, K-E-N-S-A-L, Kensal, North Dakota, and uh, <clears throat> we were out of gas, and we were leaving the next day. Both both cars. And there's not a lot of That's like filling stations around there, right? And so we're like, Charlie, get on your thing. You're the young kid. Look on technology. Find gas stations near me or whatever the heck it is. And we're like, <laughs> oh, no. And then and we thought we, there might be one in this town. And we pulled by something that looked like it would be for fueling of like giant John Deere's and stuff like that, you know, but not a car, right? And we're like, that ain't a gas station. I said, we're screwed. I said, well, we better go in town and ask around. Oh my God. It was like, uh, like Tombstone. It was cool. You know, it was like that kind of architecture. It, there may be like five buildings, you know, one <laughs> post office, one closed down bar, 
And then there was this one thing that looked like a, a club. And we're like, well, let's go in here and see what this is. And we walk in there. There's like uh, video games all around like the walls. There's like lots of taxidermy up. So I'm like, oh, no, this is kind of cool. And then <clears throat> there's maybe like four people at the bar. And they're all glued to this tiny little TV in the corner. <laughs> and it's North Dakota State versus South Dakota State, which is like, a, I guess that's like Ohio State, Michigan out there. <laughs> yeah, a it's a big one. And we walk in and like they kind of get the hand like this, kind of like nobody even turns. They're just like, hey. And we're like, hey. Next thing you know, you have a beer and you're sitting there and not you. But uh, but it was it was pretty funny. But that's kind of like the area. He's like, I could, I could get used to, you know, going to school out here. Yeah. He hunts. And I'm like, oh. It'd be a long way for me to come see you, so keep <laughs> yeah. you around here. We'll keep you around here, man. But that ended up being just a normal gas station, but it was literally just two pumps in the middle of a gravel parking lot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. We did get gas. It was great. So we, so we survived. We're like, thank God, because honestly, I don't know. Uh, yeah, it would have been a, a would have been a tedious drive the next morning trying to see how far we could get before we got to civilization, because you really are. Minimum 25 miles, 40 miles sometimes from anything that, you know, is, uh, you're just going through open fields. <laughs> it's kind of crazy. Cool, though. Yeah. Hmm. It's good stuff. Good stuff. Well, starting to run out of time here. <clears throat> yes, yeah, is our longest one yet, man. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, we talk too much. No. <laughs> it's no, the, it's just, it's the mountain up. monsters. That does it every time. <laughs> <laughs> See, it's been an hour and a half, and it just went by this like just like that. Wow. Yeah, there you go. That means it, it was a good podcast. <laughs> yeah, you're like uh, you're not Rogan though. You're not three hours. No, <laughs> no. <laughs> I think my, my my wife might have some questions if I'm staying somewhere and not talking to her for three hours. <laughs> yeah, I hear you. Well, well, I appreciate you guys having us on. Yeah, we, we appreciate you. We really listen to your guys', guys podcast. We love it. It's hilarious. We think. We always pick up little morsels when we uh, listen to your podcast. I still keep talking about the the suffocated deer or whatever, which was <laughs> yeah, uh, that one. That one, I was like, "What the, the heck did I just me. hear?" Sometimes I have to like I reverse, you know, I have to go back and go back fifteen seconds, back fifteen seconds. I'm like, what? Did, what's going on down there? <laughs> the Walmart bag on. <laughs> yeah. well, we don't know either. We don't know what's going on either. We're glad you enjoy it. Thanks. Yeah. For, thanks for listening. Thanks yeah. for coming on too. You got it, yeah. guys. Anytime. Well, guys, I guess uh, we'll wrap it up here. Um, as always, be a friend, tell a friend. And uh, you can find us on Facebook at Triple T Outdoors Podcast, uh, Instagram at Triple T Outdoor Podcast, and uh, you can email us at outdoorstdt at gmail.com or underneath this podcast, you can just leave your comments. I got that all set up there. So uh, that's pretty much it, man. You guys got anything else to add in, in closing here? Triple T out. All right, man. <laughs> Thanks, guys. <laughs>